welcome to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. And here's your host, Mike Stotes. Hello, and welcome to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. I'm your host, Mike Stotes, and this week I'm joined by the hoser again. He's back. He's looking very mountain managed too. Were you, were you hunting yetis this morning? Ah, uh, yes. That's yeah, good to hear. That. That's good. That's good. Canadian Ryan's back. We got Jay Edgar Cade Wylamon Jr. the 15th, who has a weird haircut looking thing. So there you go. He's like trying to look like Jeremy Renner. But we also got our Jeremy back, Jeremy Phelps, the dragon wrangler himself. Let's go ahead and start with the hoser. What do you got for your opening statement? Two minutes on the clock. Well, thank you for having me back for another week, guys. Let's make it a good day. You know, it's fucking Saturday. I'm tired as shit, but I got coffee. Let's talk about some fucking bullshit for the next hour. That's let's, all I got. Let's talk about some fucking bullshit indeed. J. Edgar Cade Wilemon Jr. the 15th. The fuck's up with the hair? I just woke up, dude. Leave me alone. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were just styling. All right. What's your opening statement? No, I just woke up. Um, this has been a full week in my new house. So it's been a, actually a, a good kind of week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I don't enjoy getting fucked over by my apartment. So I'm paying rent and a mortgage. So I'm not too thrilled about that. Not but I, I bought my first home and it's really exciting. It's in a really good neighborhood. So really enjoying it so far. I'm adulting. Oh. Fine. Wow. You know what's funny? I mean, Phelps and I have a good, like, eight years on you, I think, and neither of us are homeowners anymore. <laughs> At least you had one at one point in your life. I haven't even had that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, congratulations, homeowner. Um, hope you don't have to dig up the entirety of your plumbing like I had to. Dragon Wrangler, what you got? I said to put on a whole brand new roof, too. Um, yeah, so what I've got is... So yesterday I go to scout a team in our conference, um, high school team, and I get there and it's game time. And I look down on their sideline and they have three coaches on the sideline. And one of them is in a full suit, suit, tie, everything. One of them's in a full suit, but has like, uh, like Chuck Taylor's on and then a hat, which was really fucking weird. And then the third dude's just out there in fucking jeans. And so... <laughs> I guess where I'm going with this is like, even at the high school level, there's like a certain decorum of like, you know, if you're going to go coach, you're going to do this. Like you don't go coach like basketball and flip-flops. You don't go coach fucking football in like uh, the Jersey that they wear on the field, like in fucking baseball. And so I guess there's just a certain level of like, even if you're going to be at high school sports, like don't make a fucking joke out of it. And I'm sure there's probably some halfway decent reason behind it. But at the end of the day, you just look like a fucking jackass, especially when one third of your staff's in fucking jeans. So um, that's really the only place I want to go with this today is just don't be a fucking piece of shit. All right. <laughs> Consistent dressing etiquette. As, as Stoats always says, be good people. Yeah. Be good dressers. <laughs> be consistent. Above all else, just don't be a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, we're all indentured servants to uh, fashion, as you could see on this show. <laughs> Stoats and I wore our finest teal today. We color coordinated. Hell yeah. Clown Fred, baby. Mad Mole. Yeah. All right. Opening statement. What the hell happened this week? Thank God this week's over. No more injured stoats. No more uh, Patrick Stewart jokes. I'm happy about this for now. Um, I'm sure I'll still throw some in. 
but yeah, no, we're, we're recovering. I'm very happy about this. Um, and yeah, yeah, just really ready for about five weeks from now to be here. Summer, baby. Summer. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But before summer gets here, let's go ahead and get into our Das Boot topic of the week. We're going to be talking about Kate's favorite topic, the gosh dined media. Missing out on some really good stories, but we're going to focus it on sports. Um, so why we're talking about this, you might ask. Some of you guys may not have actually heard this actual news story, but uh, golfer Seamus Power, aside from having the greatest name on the face of the planet, hit not, hit not one, but two hole-in-ones at Augusta National's Par 3 course the day before the actual Masters tournament started. What makes this even more unique, it was on back-to-back holes. Um, the top stories of the day from uh, some of the uh, news affiliates in the area, NFL draft previews, because that's only three weeks away. So if we don't talk about that every second of every day, how am I going to remember? So thanks for that. There was a story on Aaron Rodgers, um, and it didn't have any mention of Magic Mushroom. So why do we care? I mean... Come on, figure it out. And then a master's preview. So at least they got kind of that right, but it didn't even mention Seamus Powers back, back to back hole in fucking ones. Like it wasn't even on page one anywhere. So with all that in mind, Jay Edgar, what are your biggest whiffs by the sports media for coverage this year so far? Yeah, I feel like all I've heard about this week is either – UConn blowing out everybody in the men's basketball tournament or um, what's her name from LSU pointing out a ring finger at Caitlin Clark. That, that's the only thing I've seen on ESPN sports center, all of it. That's all I've seen. That's all that everybody even cares about at this point. Like who's LeBron James at this point, I will say it has been peaceful not to see LeBron James in the headlights. Um, I would like to see him in the headlights and those I mean, headlights coming from a bus, but that's a different story. I mean, I was just saying, <laughs> they eat their own. Um, my story, I kind of feel like I did see it on ESPN one time, but I just don't feel like it got the coverage it deserves. Uh, Sergio Roma, Romo from San Francisco threw his last game. He only threw uh, one game, and he called it quits. And it's not just the fact him obviously going back to the Giants because he's been with Toronto for the past like two years, I do believe. But it's the fact that this man has pitched for, I think, like 14 years, I do believe. Is that the count? 14 years in the MLB and three World Series rings on his fingers and not just with any team, all with the same damn team. That's phenomenal. Like he made the run with the Giants three out of five years winning a ring. That's phenomenal. And he did a hell of a job pitching. And then he calls it quits. And he gets nothing. Like, like why? Like, he does a phenomenal job pitching. I, I can. I think his overall uh, ERA is like three point two. Uh, and over a fourteen year mm. career, that that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty uh, and, and again, three World Series rings. I mean, you just deserve a little bit more than just one social media post that says, "Oh, Sergio Romo is is calling it quits after fourteen years. Congratulations." That's a slap in the face. That's like a gold watch that everybody gets at retirement. Like, come on, he deserves a little bit more than that. I just think ESPN following it. Have you seen retirements nowadays, Kate? Because you're you're not getting a gold watch; you're getting a pink slip and a kick in the ass. It's like you ain't retiring; we firing your ass. 
Oh, oh yeah. man. Way they can to fire you. They don't care. Think about be retirement now. It's like, dude, you pitched 14 years. Great. Now you can go pitch in single A for 50 bucks a day in uh, the next seven seasons. Hey, Savannah Banana is going to be calling, baby. It's to be honest, if I was an MLB player, I'd want to go do that. That shit looks fun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they make. I don't even know if they make money at all, but it just looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it more because that was kind of mine. Sort of, but anyways, Hoser, what oh. is your biggest whiff by the sports media field this year so far? Um, I would have to say your knee injury, Stokesy. That's the biggest whiff so far. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it is. The media has the, the damn media has not covered the real stories. Yeah, so there you go. There's that joke's not going away for a while either. Jade Jonah Jameson. So there you go. But, um, my serious one would have to be the fact that. In two professional sports leagues, we have a race to the bottom. And I don't, and I know you shouldn't encourage tanking and all that shit, yada, yada. But I think the fact that we have two leagues where there's two generational talents, these incoming drafts, I'm talking about the NBA and the NHL. Nobody seems to be talking about the fact that there are teams that just openly are fucking putting out literal G League slash AHL rosters to fucking blow games up. It's it's ridiculous. Like, do any of you guys know who's even leading the Victor Wembanyama sweet stakes right now? It's the Pistons, isn't it? It's the Pistons. But I, I, I'm being serious. I didn't know that before I checked it. But NBA does a lottery anyway. So even though it's the Pistons, yeah. them tanking still doesn't guarantee that they get the top pick. They can still get like eighth. Oh, absolutely. Same with the NHL, but it's like, but you get more balls like, the lower you are, so it's a you get chance. like more. No, yeah. it's like more of like a weighted ball. It's like they weight it like less. It's like there's a greater chance of it flying up. I okay. don't understand the science behind it. It's some fucking black magic voodoo shit. But somehow, yeah. some way, there's some weight involved. It still just comes from yeah. an envelope. But continue, Hoser. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know, you look at. The how the I mean the NBA ESPN covers that all fucking time, but it's always the same fucking three stories. It's always something to do with the Lakers. It's uh, it's been John Morant, or it's been like fucking Philadelphia, whatever. Like who like who gives a fuck? I uh, just pulling I guns and shotgun willies. <laughs> and you know they don't even give a shit about hockey there. Like yet Stephen A. Smith on first take, he's like ah. I've yeah, you know, no, hockey's not even a real sport. Let's, let's you know, let's, you know, as a Canadian, I take great offense to that. One of the best things on the fucking planet, in my ass. So, can you even can you even say that Wimbaya, whatever his name is, is a generational talent though? Because like, if you oh. look at Skeletor, who came out this year, Chet Holmgren, who's all of nineteen pounds at like nine feet tall, he got broken for the season, his first freaking uh, like game of the uh, the preseason. And Wimbaya has the exact same build. Like, I, I think it's oh, yeah. you're playing against 18 year old boys. Sure, you're going to hold up. But as soon as you play against a grown man, I know you hate LeBron, but LeBron's like 260 pounds of muscle. Yeah, he like, is. He comes at you one time. Wimbaya's getting broken in half the same way Chet Holmgren is. If Greg Oden's body couldn't hold up in the NBA, how can you tell me that Wimbaya and freaking uh, Chet Holmgren's can? Well, because uh, Greg Olden came into the NBA as a 78-year-old man, so there's that. <laughs> hey, his beard is only 46, okay? <laughs> uh, 
I think Greg Oden actually has like a medical condition where like one of his legs is shorter than the other one. So that's why he's got like, half he got Benjamin fucked. Button syndrome. It's something like that. It's something crazy. But I got my kid leg. <laughs> this is my strong hand. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, no, this this Wembenyana kid, man. He I saw him shoot a three-pointer and he fucking put it back. He he bricked his three-pointer. I, I I wish I had the clip and I wish it wasn't like copyright. He fucking bricks the three pointer. He runs and just steps it back with like two or three steps. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I don't I don't often say it because you know, there's a lot of stuff in basketball that blows my mind, but like that was something I've never seen before. And he just did it like it was a you know, just the most average thing he could possibly do. You know, and health is a big concern with like, you know, anybody that's like seven foot or taller and they're a beanpole it's like well yeah it's the health is an issue but man if this kid can stay healthy holy shit people people rag on Shaq for his lack of physical fitness but that's almost how you have to be built to make it as a seven footer in the league (laughs) absolutely Embiid is you know Embiid had his injury issues but now Embiid's like a staying fairly durable and Well, look at Simmons. Simmons is seven feet tall or almost, and he's injured every other day because he's not built the way him or like like Stephen Adams is built like durably. He's not a great yeah. player, but he's built durable enough to last. Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons suffers from bitchitis, so <laughs> that's the he's the mentally softest player, like athlete, in maybe sports history. Fuck, fucking loser. I'm so glad my rivals just love acquiring the guy because that guy's so fucking soft. <laughs> charm and soft bitch but yeah that's all i have personally it's just i i wish there was a more of a coverage for the race to the bottom and i mean in the in the nhl's case fucking cover the league a little more guys you own the rights to this fucking sport please cover it yeah yeah we've talked about that on this show a couple times about how great nhl coverage is on espn when you have announcers zooming into fucking games are you kidding me like Get out of here with that. It's garbage. It's so fucking garbage, man. Yeah. And I try to watch the games every week, but it's fucking trash. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Wrangler, what you got? I got a few things. Um, One, there is a thing coming to Hong Kong in November called the Gay Games, which is open to specifically gay athletes. And it has 30 competitions, including pretty much every Olympic sport, badminton, basketball, there's bowling. Uh, dance sports and cheerleading are different. Um, soccer 11, soccer 7, volleyball, pretty much everything. Powerlifting, dodgeball is a sport in this, which is pretty sick. So the fact that that's got no mention is kind of incredible to me. But the other one that I want to talk about for a minute here is in a time where the Phoenix Coyotes have basically said, you are not able to play hockey in the desert. There is a team that's trying to prove them wrong right now. And ESPN obviously hates hockey, and so they cover not even the NHL. I'm sure ESPN right now couldn't tell you who's in the playoff picture other than the fact the Bruins are about to make history. It's the only story you'll hear in passing pretty much once a week. Um, But the Coachella Valley Firebirds uh, right now are in the heart of the desert in Coachella in California. Um, in the AHL Pacific, they were tied with Calgary last week with 98 points. Calgary beat them. So now Calgary is a game ahead with 102. Coachella Valley's got 98 points. They're the second seed in all the AHL right now. Um, and so the fact that a team from the desert can not only 
compete, not only potentially win the cup this year for the AHL, the Calder Cup, but on top of that is also in a position where they're actually selling out and getting fans in the middle of the desert basically is just a giant slap in the face of the Phoenix Coyotes or the Arizona Coyotes to say, get your fucking shit together. You're playing at Arizona States Arena. You're the only professional sports team <laughs> in all four professional sports that doesn't own your own fucking arena. And yet we're in a situation now where a fucking AHL team could probably beat your NHL team in the battle for <laughs> You know what, man? Dude, you see that there's another fucking lawsuit with that shit. Like the city of uh, Phoenix is suing Tempe over the you know the Tempe's proposed plan for the new arena there. It's just like fuck. Can the Coyotes? Can you guys be normal for one fucking day? Uh, no, I'm not a. Dude, <laughs> they I'm not a fan. Hey, hey, they're the most. See, this is what I mean. If you actually covered hockey. Like, you know, like the, the sports world actually covered hockey. More and more people realize how much of a fucking clown show the Coyotes yeah. are. Yeah. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm not <laughs> usually a fan of relocation, but in the case of the Coyotes, you've tried it there for fucking years. It hasn't worked. Move them somewhere. Like Atlanta, when they had a team, actually had halfway decent attendance. Like give Atlanta the team back or something. Like I agree. I'm an, I'm an Atlanta defender. Ownership fucked that team, man. They like really moved them out of. They moved them to Canada twice. It's just like fire. Like they had Hosa. They had Kovalchuk and Gabrick at one point, or uh, Kovalchuk uh, and and Hosa at one point in time. Like, how you were competing? They had Danny you were winning Healy, games. Man. Yeah, you were sick. winning games. Yeah, and Dustin and- Bufflin for a little while. Like, dude, they were yeah. winning games. Sick fucking team. And on the I, Coyotes I, I, front, happy. Come again. I can personally vouch that Atlanteans would be happy having another Thrasher team back. Like, they still talk about the Thrashers. I mean, you could also just move them to Indianapolis and just play in Lucas Oil. (laughs) Move them to Houston, man. Yeah, right? Fucking Quebec City would even be better. Why? Like the Houston Hydrants? It's just like a – not like a fire hydrant necessarily, just like a dude who gets fucking plastered all the time. You're like, that dude's a fucking hydrant. And, and like, their logo (laughs) is just this dude, like, just blacked out with a fucking beer can in his hand. (laughs) The Houston Hurricanes and their logo is just the city torn down. Oh, (laughs) man. Too soon. It's not. Oh. This is what happens when Sean Watson – That was only six years ago, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's when Deshaun first started. <laughs> oh, What's next? Katrina jokes? Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> you talking yeah. about Hurricane Sandy? Wow. Oh, my God. All right, let's run away from that really quickly here. <laughs> but to get back to Phoenix, I mean, they, you're right. They've never been a normal franchise. When your standard operating budget is negative $51 million every season, yeah. and the way you bail yourself out is by having – some broad who loves the coyotes tase your mare for money like there's nothing normal about the coyotes well they used to have the coolest logo in professional sports and then they changed it to a stupid fucking logo and now they changed it back because they're like wait we were actually marketable and selling shit because people liked our logo even though nobody likes our team all right like the raptors dude the raptors have the fucking shitty like claw now they used to have like the raptor in the jersey that was a sick logo go back to that the, pur- the purple dinosaur era was fucking yeah. sick, man. It was Vince awesome. Carter the, era. The, the simple fact they did not do a partnership with Jurassic Park <laughs> for some type of art blows my mind. Like, like Jurassic World has blown up in the last couple of years. They re- have revived that series. 
and they've done nothing with it. And I'm, I'm flabbergasted. So you got, you got me thinking there because I actually learned a fun fact the other day about um, animals. And so we're driving back from the mountains and I didn't know that like llamas are like basically super protective and will stomp out like coyotes if they try to attack livestock. And so alpacas aren't llamas, but they're basically the same thing. So where I'm going with this is if you want to just kill the coyotes, move them to El Paso, become the El Paso alpacas and just fucking roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first major professional sports franchise in El Paso and Chihuahua. Well, I guess they got a <laughs> soccer team. That's good. Um, I, I like that. I like that. Um, and then I guess to, to end the whole weirdness that is the, uh, the coyotes like when you move to uh, Arizona State Stadium and now your uh, operation budget is negative 10 million dollars and you're celebrating it like take your MBA and shove it into a goddamn shredder because you are not that good with numbers if you think that is really legitimate progress it's just probably because moved, it's probably why they moved to Arizona State I heard they have a great yeah. accounting program there well <laughs> Well, no, what you know what they're doing out there, right? Like with the ticket yep. prices and stuff. Yeah. They're not jacking paying for shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're not paying for shit. They jacked up the ticket prices. And it's mostly Arizona State kids who have mommy and daddy paying for the tickets go into these things. You have to jack up the ticket prices when you only have 93 people in attendance at a professional sporting <laughs> event. They have to pay like a thousand dollars each for you to even come close to what you need. Five thousand dollars to watch the coyotes take on the hurricanes. Pony up, boys. Let's go. That's an east versus <laughs> west battle right there coyotes versus ducks four thousand yeah. dollars behind the glass seats let's go <laughs> you want right behind the penalty box oh man we talking five figures <laughs> 10 grand you can probably just sit in the penalty box <laughs> they'll put hey, you to hey, work you'll be the timing guy l- l- listen man if, if you pay fifteen thousand, they might let you play for the team <laughs> <laughs> We'll strap you up in one minute. You'd be their third best forward. <laughs> oh god! You could skate. You'd be their second. <laughs> so, so you're saying that with fifteen thousand dollars, you have a solid chance of making a professional NHL franchances roster. I love it. Let's, let's not go play, professional baby. franchises. We're like semi-pro. I, I'm talking from a technical <laughs> sense, but yeah, you're right. Oh, at, this point, at this point, who do we think should have been sold first? The Washington Commanders or the Arizona Coyotes? Coyotes yes. should have been sold 15 years ago. <laughs> I, I like Legitimately that Legitimately 15 yes. years ago. Ooh. As soon as they changed from the Phoenix Coyotes to the Arizona Coyotes, that's the day they should have just died as a franchise. Yeah, they should have moved to Las Vegas or Las Vegas got a team. Well, and I mean, you know, it, it's to Hoser's point still like back when like the Thrashers were good, the Coyotes weren't half bad, man. They had Jeremy Roenick down there, like uh, Brett Hull played for him for a little while, like they had some decent talent back in the day, and then they just Geek became an absolute shit show, exactly. Yeah, and then they just became a fucking shit show. Shame on you folks covering hockey right now. You're not doing a great job of it. Why? Because if we had that conversation with Stephen A. Smith, the only thing he would yell and scream about is, where's Michael Irvin? That's it. I 
<laughs> I wish the fans had any input into ESPN because Stephen A should have to cover hockey for the rest of the season by himself. There's no, there's no play-by-play. There's no colors. Just Stephen A in a booth talking to himself. No, no, no. I will give him a drunk Charles Barkley, but he has to be hammered. No, Chuck would bail him out. Chuck would make it not a shit show. Okay, I, one period I, per game. All right. Okay, fair. I would love to see Stephen A. Smith off five vodka shots trying to pronounce some of the European player last names. <laughs> and here's Mika Zibana, uh, Zibana Jaja. What this... the fuck is this? <laughs> Mika, Mika, Mika Zenabidjed. Yep, that guy. David, David Pastranek. Uh, <laughs> I don't David know why Pastrami they call him pasta with, here. David Pastrami <laughs> with a shot off target. <laughs> and it's Kovalchuk for three. <laughs> All right, where's Gretzky? <laughs> Is that a flop? They do that in this sport, right? They flop into the boards. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Well, oh, we shit. Can't... They're fighting. Everybody riot. <laughs> crazy hands all right so um we kind of mentioned a couple of my uh biggest whiffs in sports media coverage earlier in particular with uh the lsu women's basketball team uh bringing home the hardware so instead of talking about how significant that is uh we're going out of our way to um show someone doing a very i would say like pg not even pg 13 let's point at a ring finger motion and we're going to talk about that instead of how the losers are getting invited to the white house too because sometimes participation trophies exist well (laughs) and then on the other side of this too the increased cover or the increased uh, viewership ratings for those games on the women's side too um i think that whole package is just being shat on wherever it can like are you kidding me we're gonna show a lot more than oh guess what 10 million people watched a fucking basket hoops game 10 million people haven't watched the fucking minnesota timberwolves this year collectively (laughs) all right like come on like so how, how we're missing that and going with uh missing the entire point completely is one um the extreme lack of coverage of my boy jake peavy making his debut with the savannah bananas um that is not being covered well either so those are the two i got for you guys do you think the WNBA being a joke detracts from women's college basketball? Yes. Like, we- I guess what I'm like, I guess what I'm saying is like, you talk about the increased viewership and it makes sense. Right. And, and I fully understand I'm on board with you on that, but do you think because the WNBA is such a fucking joke organization and they get viewership wise, like 30 people a game watching and like 15 more in attendance, that that almost takes away from when big things happen in women's college basketball. Uh, we kind of talked about this on sobs this week. Um, but in thinking about it a little bit more, I, I don't think so. Um, and to the WNBA's credit, they are better than the XFL in both attendance and ratings. Um, but so you beat Dwayne in, the Rock Johnson, so but they're lacking in beer snakes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I don't think it does necessarily. I think 
um, Benner brought up this point, and I'm just going to steal with it right now that, you know, passion runs deep for any sport. And if you have like on the women's side with women's basketball becoming a lot more popular since, um, you know, like Tennessee, when Jeremy and I were younger, um, now that's catching on a hell of a lot more. And that's a big pride movement type thing, like mm-hmm. pride in the team, that type of thing. Like, I think that college athletics lends itself to having more viewership. And when you have WNBA teams, even if they're established, they've changed names so much and changed branding, et cetera. Like even your hardcore fans for those teams, you're finding less and less of them too. So you I think it's so built in. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're out. They are out there. Um, that doesn't hardcore the dozens, fans. Yeah. If any hardcore WNBA fans are listening to this right now and you want to come on to the show and talk WNBA next week, let's do it. Reach out. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you're like, we'll just let you have the show. Yeah, the WNBA draft's coming up, so you talk all about that. Yeah, but no, I don't think that they play uh, – I don't think they play off of each other as directly um, as you would say, like, college football and NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think they're just separate. What do you guys think? Um, I, you know, I think it's a, the whole coverage behind it was such a fucking clown show, man. Like, this is the pro, like, you know, you just saw two elite competitors go at it with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, and all anyone can fucking talk about is the whole ring finger shit. Like, yeah. fuck, sh- like, shut the fuck. And they, it's turned into a drama, like, drama, which is like, you know, that harms the game, I feel like, more than helps it. When you just saw like a masterclass of performance where 10 million people actually watched the fucking game. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that outrated every NBA game this year, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every mm-hmm. single one, including when LeBron, you know, like took a shit on the court or whatever the fuck he does in LA. <laughs> that game. Come on. Well, and I mean, you celebrate every single touchdown in football. Is that really different than like? <laughs> You can pull yeah, a fucking I, marker out of your sock and sign a ball, but you can't do this without making a big it's, deal. It's the most overblown shit ever. I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm like, man, I, you know, like, yeah, you're talking about the NFL. Like, remember, like, like, like Ocho Cinco would do. Yeah. Like, I, re- I remember T.O. As, yeah. as a kid, fucking Stevie Johnson, one of my favorite players growing up, despite the fact that I hated the Buffalo Bills. He scored a touchdown. He fucking pulls up the undershirt and it says "Why so serious?" on it. <laughs> and then after after the press co- you know, at the press conference, it's like they were come on man ever. He fucking shows up in a fucking uh, white beater tank top, like <laughs> you know, we had shit like that back in the day. But you know, pointing at a ring finger is still fucking egregious. Are we fucking serious? What a joke of a coverage! Everyone crying about it. It's such a fucking joke, man. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, too, like if you win, you should be able to talk all the shit you want. And if you lose, you shouldn't get a White House invite. You're the fucking loser. Agreed. Let's get rid of this fucking participation trophy bullshit. But no, man, I don't know. I mean, going back to Stoetsy's point, like I, I, I get what you're saying from the hardcore fan. Like, I don't think they're going to play on each other because if you're a hardcore fan, you're a hardcore fan. But I think for the casual viewer, I mean, I, I, I think there's some level of correlation between the two for a casual viewer. And I guess just for me and like i i'm i'll be the first to say i don't watch women's college basketball period i don't watch the wnba period and 
you know, I, I think I had no desire to watch this national championship game because to me, it's basically the same as the WNBA. If, if in theory, the highest level is the WNBA and it's that much of a fucking joke, then why do I want to watch the amateur level of it? That's like saying like, you know, if the NFL is a joke, then the XFL is going to be even fucking worse. And I mean, obviously the XFL sucks. The NFL, you could obviously Whoa, have your opinion on it Whoa. one way or the other. <laughs> that is quality fake football, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, watch your <laughs> Sorry, you uh, you go to the St. Louis Battlehawks doing some ticket sales there. <laughs> um, but no, man, I just I, hey, I, I, I just I think it's really hard to say that they don't play off each other in one way or another, just because it's it's such it's not a mainstream sport on the women's side the way it is on the men's side. I just think it's really hard to say that in a non mainstream sport that they don't correlate in some fashion. Maybe right on that. I, I'm not sure. I haven't looked in on, on uh, the WNBA at all, if I'm being honest. Neither is the rest of America. Oh. Oh. All right. Cade, you said you had a lasting thought you want to bring us out on? Yeah, I just want to talk about how, you know, when Jeremy brought up, uh, what what did you say that wasn't getting much coverage? And just correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, the, the gay Olympics? The, the gay games. The gay games? Okay. The gay games well, this November gonna, in Hong Kong. If they're going to have dodgeball in this bit, then if some team does not come out as the gay cobras or the purple cobras and they're not doing the, like in the dodgeball movie, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Somebody has to do the gay purple cobras and, and come out like this. Please, it's the ultimate marketing move. You, you will blow up on social media if you do that. <laughs> You might get thrown out of Hong Kong while you're at it, but it'll be well worth it. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you're if you're bringing your dodgeball team to the gay games in Beijing, please, for the love of God, give us a <laughs> give it to them. Give yeah. the people what they want. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. You have to have a consigliere named Michelle as well. <laughs> oh yes. And you have to have a black dude that's on steroids. Terry Crews would be the perfect example. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Recruit Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah. That's a good note to take a break on and get a refill of some coffee. Maybe throw in some of your fancy barbecue whiskey into that bitch and see what happens. Maybe I might try that. But when we come back, we're gonna run through our Giuseppe's Trombone Redo of the Week. Yeah. And we are tired of these monkey-loving snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Yeah, I don't care that I totally just said the uh, the PG-13 version of snakes on the plane. We going Sam Jackson in this bitch when we come back on the other side of the break. The gang needs a refill. But when we come back, we'll get into our Giuseppe Stromboli redo of the week. You're listening to Plaster Negotiations. Follow us on the social medias at PlasterPod, and we'll be right back. And now, it's time! In honor of the phenomenal rebranding of a famous magic story out of the UK turned Italian American bang noodle wielding and probably from New Jersey Wizard, our next segment is the Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. Uh, One breath, let's go. The premise is simple. I give a scenario to the panel that happened in recent memory. Panel determines how they would change the execution of the plan, just saying don't do whatever it is is an immediate louse. 
This week, Rudolf Erasmus, a pilot, was taking four passengers on a small flight or a small aircraft to a destination in South Africa. While flying, Erasmus had to make an emergency landing. The reason? Well, there was a fairly large cobra, not listed on the itinerary, chilling out under his seat. After informing the passengers that they were going to take a slight detour to get a snake wrangler to take care of the problem, Erasmus, who I assume talks like Sam fucking Jackson in this situation, lands said plane in Central Africa without incident. So here's going to be the change. We're going to start with you, Dragon Wrangler. You are Erasmus, a.k.a. Sam Jackson. Feel free to do a Sam Jackson voice if you so choose. For whatever reason, you have to complete your trip to the other side of South Africa instead of emergency landing to deal with a giant fucking cobra. What are you going to do to handle the snake situation in flight? So, you know, in this scenario, if you're flying through Africa, I assume it's probably a fairly shitty airline. So think like Frontier, Spirit, something along those where you have to like pay to use the bathroom. And so, you know, if I'm Erasmus, who's Sam Jackson in this case, I go to the flight attendant and I go, there's a fucking snake. The fucking snake didn't pay for its fucking carry on bag. Don't you know? And then the flight attendant comes up to the snake and is like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Cobra, sir, uh, did you pay for your carry-on bag? Because on this airline, uh, you're not allowed one check bag or one carry-on for free. And when the snake says no, obviously, because it didn't, the flight attendant's probably going to take the snake and throw him off the fucking plane because she's going to be like, nobody gets on here for free. Don't you know how spirit works? <laughs> and obviously snakes don't have fucking money because they don't have jobs, stupid fucking idiots. And so since the snake doesn't have the $130 that you have to pay when you get to the fucking gate to get onto a frontier flight with a backpack, next thing you know, snakes off the plane, problems fucking solved. <laughs> so, so spirit airlines is the way we get rid of these monkey loving snakes on this monday to friday plane i love it i love it all right hoser how you take care of the snake situation oh man uh you know what i would hope the literal smell of shit from my pants would fucking deter the snake from even going near me because <laughs> man i I'll, I'll to quote indiana jones I hate snakes, Jack. I fucking hate them. <laughs> That's one of my biggest fears, man. I, I cannot. <laughs> Can't deal with no snakes. I'm just getting out of D20 to see how effective your uh, shitting pants strategy works on the snake. So please continue. Uh, well, I'm not I'm not going near that thing, man. And you know what? I probably have to piss or shit. My pants are both. So just got to hope the terrible smell deters that fucking thing because... I'm not a snake. I'm not the dragon wrangler. I'm not the snake wrangler. I'm just some fucking average dude, man. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to fucking fly a plane. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just rolled a 10, so it's not that effective. <laughs> man. Pant, so pants shitting does not work against cobras. We all learned something today. Oh, man. That sucks. I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm not fighting that fucking thing. I'm not going near that fucking thing. So oh, you're yeah. just gonna crash the plane, just fucking. Yep, we're done. Oh no, 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 <clears throat> no, no, no. Worst come to worst, I just keep my legs up in the dash or something like that. I'm not, you know, just keep, just keep you know, my body away from that fucking thing. Plug keep away. I'm, you know, the floor is lava, and by liter, I mean like the floor quite literally is kind of lava in this situation. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be the greatest announcement ever. All right. 
uh, passengers, we're going to play a little game called The Floor is Lava, except instead <laughs> of lava, imagine it being a giant fucking cobra with poisonous fangs. <laughs> At least this isn't, I don't know if you guys have seen Bullet or uh, Bullet Train, but there's a snake loose in that fucking train, and you know, Brad Pitt's trying to fight off all these fucking assassins and shit. <laughs> and then, you know, at least it's not like, you know, you got fucking paid, paid assassins or whatever on that plane with the fucking crazy-ass Cobra. So, that would be a flight from hell. Yeah, but, it would be. It sounds like a train ride from hell. <laughs> it, it was. But yeah, that's, a, that's all I got personally, just the pants shitting method and keep my legs up. Floor is lava. Fuck that. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good, Jay Edgar. What you got? Yeah, is this a is this a small plane or is it a big plane? Yeah, yeah. Um, think of it like a puddle jumper, basically. I mean, it, they had four people in the thing, so like, imagine a Volkswagen okay, so with wings. Okay. okay, excellent. Okay, that's what I was hoping for. So very simple. Okay, um, am I the only pilot, or is there another pilot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the only pilot. Damn, this changes everything. Okay. Well, the Cobra could be your other pilot if you have it so no, trained. No, no, no. That's not what I was going to do. Um, so anyways, well, I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have uh, the Dragon Wrangler as a part of my guest crew. He's a celebrity shot. So welcome to the plane yes. of hell. So here's what we're going to do. All right. I'm going to be flying this plane, right? And I'm going to find out that there's this big fucking snake underneath my seat. And I'm just hoping that he doesn't bite my ass because it's my ass. I don't want to get bit in the ass. Um, so I'm going to get Jeremy to Sorry, go to logic. the plane and glue his feet down so he doesn't move right next to the door. All right. So you're, Sounds you're like a facing the front so of the plane. You're... <laughs> that's, that's all the purpose of it, okay? You're going to glue yourself down so that way you don't move, all right? It gets you this big-ass, heavy fucking luggage, okay? And then when you're ready, okay, I'm just going to start barrel-rolling that bitch. And we're just going to start tumbling in the sky. And we're going to confuse the snake because he's going to be beating and banging in his head. And he's going to be all confused and shit. And then we're going to tumble about five or six times. And then we're going to flatten that bitch out. And then he's going to land probably in the middle of everybody else, you know, the middle of the aisle. And then we're just going to start doing this. We're going to start climbing. And he's going to slowly start sliding back towards you. You're going to open that door and bam, <laughs> home run that bitch out the door. Now the- hardest part about this is trying to figure out how to unclose the floor because I don't know if you have shoes or not because you're the dragon wrangler. But yeah, anyways, you're just gonna hold on. I could confirm he's worn shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so my whole strategy half hour was all an illusion this entire time. Oh no. My whole strategy is to abuse and bruise the snake and then hopefully Peta doesn't find out and then put me on their Twitter page. Well, if they do, I mean, then your airline will probably get a lot more people because you're like snake free, there's, or you there's take a, care of it. Exactly. Well, there's a simple solution though, dude. If if Peta gets on your ass about it, then what you do is you just hire an entire fleet of mongoose co-pilots because then you're putting uh, animals to work and you're keeping snakes out. <laughs> there you go. That's what he does. Like, why'd you fuck up the snake? And you're like, well, I fucked up the snake, but I also put sixty mongoose to work this week. So they can pay their bills now. They don't have to walk out on their mongoose families. And <laughs> they can afford to take a bag on Spirit now. Yeah, but they can afford their baggage claim. Damn, I was going to use the mongoose. I think it's a solid plan. 
so work. well so like gorilla glue yourself to the plane and fucking frank thomas that bitch after you open the door i like it and after you dis uh discombobulate it i like exactly. it exactly that's my strategy is is to is to, you know just with the barrel he's gonna be tumbling he's gonna hit his head a couple of times he's gonna be confused you know it's kind of like it's kind of like punching somebody in the face you ever seen that video of the dude who like punches the kangaroo and the kangaroo lets go of the dog it just stuns him he just doesn't know what to do so i think that's the whole plan and then, you know once you start going up you know he's start sliding and there's jeremy just whack bye bitch there you go so Problem basically solved. your plan is just to your plan is just to billy maze the snake exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> too soon it's not <laughs> at all <laughs> oh hey folks i'm fucking dead i'm billy mays oh my god <laughs> billy oh, mays here for snake remover 5000 <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever seen the south park episode where like they're all in purgatory and billy you know waiting on michael jackson or whatever yeah. and he's just like Billy Mays here. Someone's like, can he shut this fucking guy up? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, the golden age of infomercials between Billy Mays, the slap chop guy. You're going to love my nuts. And he's all Philadelphian and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. And all of them turned out to be pieces of shit. So don't don't meet your infomercial heroes, I guess. Amazing how that happens. God, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? All right. So we got this snake on a plane. Um, thank God here I, as Sam Jackson, look over to the first passenger who just so happens to be Keenan fucking Thompson. Um, and you know, I'm very shocked that you guys uh wouldn't have just taken, well, just do what they did on snakes on a plane and, and fucking do that. So we're we're just gonna fucking do that. We're just gonna reenact snakes on a plane on a small scale um so yeah yeah that's gonna be it who's getting bit in the dick in this scenario then if you're reenacting that movie uh we'll go with george santos is in the back of that plane so he'll volunteer so yeah why not so he's there too it's a very high high profile plane you know yeah these four Um, passengers are very high profile in the scenario yeah two of them are we can i guess assume one is spike lee and the other one's charles barkley talking about hockey so (laughs) so yeah that that'll be good it'll be a fucking capital one commercial yeah snake's gonna jump out and chuck's gonna be like damn that's the biggest turtle rat i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) yeah i bet he would be terrible in the post just terrible (laughs) he'd be terrible in the post because he ain't got no arms (laughs) (laughs) oh he ain't got no arms lieutenant diane we gonna go ahead and just close it out on that one right there and when we come back, we're going to talk about that Alex Barrett player of the week. Mine's not Gen A. You're listening to Plastic Negotiations. I've never had the alcohol, and I like air conditioning. One more break to go, but when we come back, the gang runs through their Alex Moran player of the week nominations. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned for more Plaster Negotiations. Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. Yeah, each week we ask our panel to find what we call the Alex Moran player of the week. Criteria simple. We're looking for an individual who wants to live their best life. True backup life, all the glory, none of the work. J. Edgar Cade Wildman Jr., the 15th, who is your nomination for the Alex Moran Player of the Week? 
Yeah, so the person that I've texted um, has lived a high life, probably since his high school days. And he was the number one recruit coming out of high school for basketball. He was all over social media. You know, he got picked up by Duke, had a great career at Duke, uh, the, the team that never won the national title, uh, and they were stacked. Um, but the person I'm picking is Zion Williamson. The dude has played – in 114 games in his career, and he's been playing for four seasons. That is that is odd. I just don't understand that. Um, he's almost he's missed more games than he's actually played in. Um, and if we're doing all the math right, like we talked about off screen, um, he, he's missed more games than he's actually played in. And to be the number one recruit, to be the number one overall draft pick, you know, you're supposed to be promising and you're supposed to be delivering. And you're delivering more bench time than you are playing time. Like, I'm I'm probably pretty sure that there are more players drafted after him who have more points and more games played than him. I probably have more points and more games played than him. And I've never even stepped foot on an NBA court in my entire life. So I'm going to say him is, is my Alex Moran. Like, he is living the high life. He has a massive contract with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, and he is delivering zero results uh, for that contract. Zion Williamson, first nominee. All right, you hoser, who is your um, nominee? Well, this one's a little more pause. Last week I was really negative of mine, and you know, I want to talk about someone living their best life, and there's still Just a negative hair. element to this. But I would like to go with a player on my favorite hockey team that happens to be second last in the league, and that would be Kirill Marchenko of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I think this guy has my favorite statistical oddity of all time. This guy. So there's a, there's a stat in hockey. There's a joke, joke stat in hockey called the Cy Young, where you have more goals than assists. And whoever, you know, basically has, it resembles the best win loss record for like what a pitcher would be. You would, uh, you would win the Cy Young in hockey. This guy, Kirill Marchenko, is the exact definition of shooter shoot all vibes, baby. 21 goals, four assists. <laughs> Shooters fucking shoot. Live your life, King. Shoot to that's, get hot, shoot to stay hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pass the puck, I just shoot. Pass, you know. You know. It's good strategy. The, the fact that this team that I cheer for is second last in the league. They're basically actively tanking, and they just got one player whose vibes are just give me the puck. I don't give a fuck. I'll just shoot it, whatever. Like, I might see, you know, I might score. I might not. Will you get the puck if I, you know, if I have it? No. It'll just go in the back of the net, maybe. Well, he's he's just a big Wayne Gretzky fan. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, and he yeah. loves that lifestyle. Mm hmm. All vibes, baby. All vibes. So that's my Alex Moran player of the week. It's more positive than, you know, oh, well, this guy missed games. Or, like, you know, last week I shit on the Angels for being pathetic. This mm -hmm. time, I'll be a little friendlier to a player that I love. There you go. All right. All right. Dragon Wrangler, who's your nominee? So there's a gentleman by the name of Tim Lambesis. Now, Mr. Lambesis is in a new band called Born Through Fire. Um, he used to be the lead singer for a band called As I Lay Dying. He also did a project called Austrian Death Machine back in the day, which was great. Um, <laughs> but long story short, so Tim Lambesis just got married uh, a couple months ago for a third time. 
which is relevant for a couple reasons. So the second marriage that he was involved in uh, happened in 2015, which normally wouldn't be a weird thing other than the fact that it happened while he was in prison. Um, May 2nd, 2015 at CDCR prison, uh, after he'd just been transferred to a medium custody facility, he, ma- he married, married a young lady named Amanda Dubord. Now, why was Mr. Lambesis in prison, you may ask? This is a very important part of the story of why he's my Alex Moran player of the week. I'm surprised he's out of jail. <laughs> uh, he got six years and he actually got out in 2018 uh, on good probation. Um, the reason that Mr. Lambesis was in prison when he got married to this young lady is because he went to his local gym and paid an undercover cop $1,000 to assassinate his first wife. So if you're talking about living the true backup life and you're in jail for six years because you tried to have your first wife killed while you're in jail for trying to murder your wife, you get married again before you're released. That is the definition of the backup life in every (laughs) sense of the word. Damn. (laughs) Did the second woman not do any back, like you know, background check into why this fucking guy's in prison? Run for the fucking hills! (laughs) Not surprisingly, somehow that marriage didn't last. That's why he just got married for a third time. Damn! How does he explain his like you know prison sentence? Uh, yeah, I I did some time. Uh, you know. just don't don't look it up, please. We you know, uh, we had a disagreement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I paid a cop to do a thing, you know. He, just he just don't disagree know. with me. Yep. You for, he's, he's Dragon Wrangler, tell him about. Go for it. I was just say he should just called uh, Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> 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 there are a lot more options nowadays, aren't there? Uh, Dragon Regular, you, you forgot to mention uh, in his initial prison sentence where he was able to fund that uh, big payment to the undercover cop from. Uh, was it not from his music making Austrian Death Machine? It was. <laughs> yes. And so for those of you who don't know what Austrian Death Machine is, basically this guy impersonates Arnold Schwarzenegger and sings like kind of more like thrash metal-y type There's songs. three albums. It. Yep. Uh, total brutal, double brutal, and triple brutal, and all three of them, every single song is named after an Arnold like uh, quote from a movie. Like, who told you you could eat my cookies? Is a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like when he, so he's the lead singer of a metal band, right? When he did this project, he did everything himself. He played guitar, he played drums, he sang, like he did all of it. And uh, yeah, the thousand dollars because you know a, a legitimate hitman's obviously only going to cost a thousand dollars, and you can meet him at your local Total Fitness. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that's where that project's money went to. Yep. I'm just surprised he's out of prison for that. Oh my God. I didn't realize he only got six years. He only got six years. He got released after four. He got sentenced in 2014. They let him out in 18 or 17 actually. So Jesus Christ. All right. Maybe I should have went before that one. Um, my Alex Moran player of the week, uh, this week is three things. Uh, not people, but um, the three trees that fell at Augusta National yesterday are my Alex Moran players of the week. 
Um, they literally <laughs> just had to exist and they got primetime coverage on ESPN during the Masters. Um, yeah, nobody got hurt from that. If anybody got hurt, that was not going to be my Alex Moran player of the week. But uh, yeah, nobody got hurt from the three trees falling, delayed play. Um, and if you look at where one of the trees broke, it doesn't make sense until you realize that two other trees kind of fell on it because it happened like way up in the tree and it was like in the trunk and stuff. It's like, holy shit. But yeah, my Alex Moran player of the week, Augusta Trees. Augusta Trees. Hey, play it as the Play it as the lies. <laughs> I had to play it off of Frankenstein's life. fat fucking foot. <laughs> oh, God. That's one of the greatest cinematic movies ever made. I don't care. Meet me on the screen at nine if you want to argue about it. Okay, so here's another, because we're on it. Like uh, we were watching Golf Channel the other day because it, I love the Masters. That's the only golf I love. But they had commercials with Carl Weathers in them, and he had the fake wooden hand in them <laughs> to try and sell stuff. <laughs> so Chubbs, if you didn't know who Chubbs was, it's Carl Weathers, <laughs> all right? But they yeah. had fucking Chubbs on a golf commercial. Like, yes, so many years later. No, that's not Carl Weathers. That's Apollo Creed. <laughs> Apollo Creed's dead. Don't speak ill of the dead. It's his. Why is in every movie Carl Weathers dies? He dies in Apollo Creed. He dies in fucking. <laughs> in Happy he Gilmore. He dies Happy in a comedy. <laughs> like... <laughs> he died in Predator too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, poor guy. <laughs> Maybe it's a ploy, not a ploy, but maybe it's just his tactic so he doesn't have to play a character over and over again. Right? He doesn't want to do prequels or uh, sequels. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It could be. Could be. I, I guess what? I mean, the only one that he really was alive for was what? Um, I guess uh, Star Wars right now with Mandalorian, they haven't killed him off yet. So maybe he enjoys yeah, that not- role. There's still time. Still plenty. But unfortunately, not for us right now. That's going to wrap up our show for this week's edition of Plaster Negotiations. And again, nothing we said was legally binding. As always, 21 meets 21. Designated driver, drink responsibly. Don't throw curveball whiskey into uh, blueberry coffee. It's actually very disgusting. And above all else, be good people. On behalf of the hoser, Canadian Ryan, the Dragon Wrangler, Jeremy Phelps, and J. Edgar Cade Weilemon Jr. the 15th from his new Cribs. I've been Mike Stotes. You've been an audience. Follow us on Plastered Pod on the social medias, and we'll see you next week. We appreciate you tuning in for this week's rendition of Plastered Negotiations. And again, nothing that was said was legally binding. We look forward to seeing you all again next week. Follow us on the social medias. And we'll talk to you soon.